Hello, my side hustler friends. So let me ask you this. Giving free advice, products, or programs to your friends and family, working more hours than you do at your day job, and everyone in your Facebook group is a relative or coworker. How's that working out for you? I'm willing to bet that this is not the lifestyle you planned when you decided to start a side hustle. I'm guessing you thought that once you had your website up and running, you were good to go, right? So right now you're feeling completely trapped, stunned, and overwhelmed. If no one wants to support your business for free or for a discount, they'll never pay you, right? Ugh, wrong. And it's okay, my friend, I know how you feel. I've been there before. It's time to stop doing what you're doing because we both know it's just not working. I'm here to introduce today the Smart Side Hustle Society, an exclusive membership for career professionals who want to start and scale a side hustle of their very own. And as a listener of the Got Side Hustle show, I have an exclusive discount just for you. Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash SSHS, that's for Smart Side Hustle Society, chrismcpeak.com forward slash SSHS, and pick up the amazing exclusive discounts that's just for you, the Got Side Hustle show listener. Now let's check into this week's amazing new episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had it up to my armpits with this whole screw the nine to five mentality. Believe it or not, some of us really love our day jobs and don't wish to screw them. And yet we've got an additional calling, maybe a hobby or a need for supplemental income that's just purring to us, make me a side hustle. And that's where I come in. I'm Chris McPeak, your host for this life quest to do the work we were meant to do and run a small business. If you're looking to maximize your time so you can run the side hustle of your dreams, then you are absolutely in the right place. This is the Got Side Hustle Show. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Got Side Hustle. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are talking with Daphne Jones from the Smart Money Chick podcast. Daphne, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, another uh, another scheduling, thanks to Adam Shibley from uh, Podcasting Business School. Always love to give props to Adam. He introduces us to amazing people. So Daphne, oh, let's talk a little- Big shout out to Adam. Yeah, big shout out to Adam. Um, holla. Okay, mm. so you are- an insurance broker and a finance coach and a podcaster. So which one is the day job and which one is the side hustle? The day job is uh, being an uh, wealth coach slash life insurance broker. That's my day job. And how did you, how did you start in that industry? Got into, uh, well, life insurance started out as a financial coach primarily. Um, backstory, uh, did time in the military, uh, came out with that skill, got a great job working for a cable company. And what happened is I became ill. I couldn't work anymore. And when you discover, that's when you discover the, the depth and breadth of your financial planning is when the paychecks stop because paychecks are, are a salve. They cover up any financial mistakes you make. You don't know you're making them because you've got an infusion of cash, a a timed infusion of cash. So when that stopped, 
there, there was a big, it was like, uh-oh, because we had done what, what Americans often do. We'd bought the house, you got the foreign luxury cars in the driveway, you had the baby, you're, you're living the dream. And that happened to coincide with 08. And my husband got laid off at the same time, a little bit after. So we hit a wall. So it was, what do we do? And we we made the mistakes. I won't go into them, dissolving retirement accounts and all sorts of things. Sure. So that, that led me on the trail of how could we have done better and what can we do better in the future? Because these things are cyclical. You, you right. will bounce back to those of you out there, particularly with the COVID and what it has done. Yeah. You can make a plan and it will get better because economics is, is cyclical. It's cyclical. It's, it's going to get better for you. So I was looking for some things that I could do. And then you run into that there is ageism in employment. So as a person who was now in their late 40s trying to look for work, uh, wasn't turning out so well. Wasn't turning out so yeah. well. So with all that, I said, hey, you know what? Let's see what we can do. Uh, a friend of mine talked to me about uh, getting an insurance license because they knew that I was uh, mentoring at church about finances. Okay. And uh, it worked out because life insurance is so, it's a great, it's a great tool. It's a necessary one. It's, it's a cornerstone of, of mm-hmm. all financial planning. Um, and it, it's a great way to help people because life insurance is there at, at bad times when you need cash. And that's something that's often not discussed, but uh, in bad times you need cash and you need cash quickly. And life insurance does that. I never thought of that that way. I always thought life insurance was what, what you put together so that your family could put things together after, after you pass. So I, I recall my dad having a very small life insurance policy that, that basically helped pay for his his funeral, the, those services and, mm-hmm. you know, left a little over for the kids. But so are you, you're saying life insurance can be useful in, a, in other ways. Sure. Sure. It can be life insurance can be useful while the person who's insured is still alive. There's living uh-huh. benefits where you can access the, uh, you know, percentage of the death benefit while you're still alive under certain circumstances. Uh, you can create it into a savings program for whatever you like. Uh, but also when you're using it just as what it originally was designed for, for the death benefit, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's important because what you're, what you're giving your, the people you love is you're giving them options and time. You bought them some time and you're giving them options because particularly when, well, death period, whether it be from, uh, the, uh, the breadwinner or the co-supporter of the house, you know, you and the husband both make the same amount of money. Um, those things have to be replaced and we have to talk about what's, what's going to come next. And this gives, you give the surviving spouse or the survivor's period, you give them options about what they want to do about the estate and you give them time to make these decisions. They're not having to make decisions in a 30-day time period. Okay. Um, which often I've seen that where individuals, particularly if you, they, if they were renters, they've got to move in 30 days. They just buried a significant family member and they got to pack up mm-hmm. because there's no, there, there's no way to make the next month's rent and things yeah. of that nature, or even more well to do. 
there's problems now. We're going to have to have a fire sale on the estate because we can't meet the estate taxes. Mm. Right. And that's called a fire sale. Well, when I say fire sale, uh, let's say that, uh, well, you have resources. You, you've got the, uh, you, you've got, let's say there's maybe there's some property. Um, there's other accounts and things of this nature, right? And you manage to make the threshold, which is very easy to do now with the inflation of, uh, mm-hmm. of housing prices, where you could now be involved in paying death taxes. Okay. And most people think of death taxes as for the quote rich. Well, if you live in California, Nevada, uh, you've got Chicago, it, numerous places across the U.S., the family home can put you into death taxes. Mm-hmm. The, fam- the value of the family home having increased so much can simply put you over that five million dollar threshold. Wow. Okay. Now taxes are due. They're due within nine months, and 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 you have some other things going along with that. Taxes are due to be paid on on those on those uh on on the estate. Mm-hmm. So the taxes have to be paid. So when I say fire sale, all of a sudden you're having to liquidate a portion of the estate to pay the taxes on the estate. And a fire sale is I've got to come up with this money in nine months. So now I'm just putting the house on the market immediately, or if it's land, whatever it is, I'm selling artwork, dad's gold, us coins, whatever it is, (laughs) you're, you're, you're getting rid of it quickly because you have to pay a tax debt and insurance can be designed where, um, it's outside of the estate so that it doesn't count toward the estate, but can pay the, the taxes on the estate and things of that nature. Got it. And as you mentioned about your dad, you know, the funeral costs. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, it blows my mind how like those things just kind of sneak up on you and you, cause you know, sure. nobody shops for funeral stuff every day. So it's an no. awareness thing that we don't, you know, aren't aware. We don't realize it until it's like right in, right in your face and you have to deal with it in right. that moment. Um, so, okay. So the insurance thing happened and you decided you were going to pursue that for a full-time gig and mm-hmm. you've been doing that, what, around, I guess, 15-ish years now? Um, well, insurance, I guess about eight Okay. A little bit longer. Right. And then you have a finance coach gig on, on top of that. So uh, who is your, or your target audience for your finance coach business? Uh, I like to use the phrase um, women of a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're women, uh, women over 40. Um, she's gainfully, she's producing income, whether it be from, uh, from her own business or from, from W2 income. Right. And she knows now she needs to do something. She needs to start making some concrete plans. She's been having a great time so far, but she now needs to make some concrete plans and doesn't quite know where to start. Okay. You know, sometimes I, I call it the, uh, you know, the monster in the basement. You, yeah. You'll throw some meat down there to keep it quiet, <laughs> right. but you're really afraid that it's going to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's down there. So, and that's what I do. It's, Whatever you've done before, uh, it, it happened and it's over with. Let's put it in the past and let's start making a plan now. Okay. I love it. I might have to call you up on a, on a separate scenario and we can talk to <laughs> you. Um, so then um, what made you decide that starting a podcast was, um, was something that you wanted to do? 
Well, I wanted to get my message out in a non-salesy way. Mm -hmm. Um, The podcast I have now that I share with my podcast partner, uh, Grown Women Growing Well. Um, No, shameless plug. That came, that's my second podcast. (laughs) that's my second podcast I started one several years ago called the smart money chick podcast okay and it pod faded I think I got out (laughs) maybe maybe four episodes um because I wanted to get the message out as I said in a non-pitch way just Mm -hmm. this is some information I have hey listen this this information could be useful because one of the pillars of my business is, is that we often make financial decisions mm-hmm. with very little information. We just make them. Uh, how many of us at a job at filling out the paperwork for a job had to just de- had to decide how we were going to fund and what was going to go into our 401k. And we just, right. we just pick stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I saw this commercial. Yeah. Right. So oh yeah. I've heard of that company. Right. So. Right. Right. So you picked them. So that's where the idea for a podcast for a podcast came from, so. Yeah, I think a lot of us are, are drawn to podcasting for that very reason, that there's, there's a message that we want to share. There's a story that we want to tell. And, um, and this seems a comfortable way to do it uh, because it's regular. It's, um, it's something where, you know, we can, we can express our passion, like you're saying, in a way that's, that's not salesy, but it is an opportunity to, to make sales. And you decided to launch um, Growing Women, Growing Wealth with a co-host. So what was the impetus behind that decision? Because I think you're, you're one of like three people that I, that I know that, that do a, a show with another person. Yes, it, for me, on my end, it was an accountability partner. Ah, okay. So we, you know, we, we have our, uh, we batch record. Okay. which means we, we record multiple episodes on one day that, mm-hmm. that's set aside. Uh, we have a regular weekly uh, production meeting that's different from the interview days. Yeah. And so it helped me, it, it helps because you get an agenda and you have to-do list in reference and it gets done because you got to talk to somebody about it. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's one thing when you say, when you just tell yourself, I'm going to do yoga, a yoga session a day. Uh-huh. It's a whole nother one when you got a yoga teacher that you have to go see every Tuesday at, or, or that you that's with you daily. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what it did for me. I, I mean, we're up that. to 32 episodes now. So awesome. Right. And then do you have a very set division of work? Like is one of you the editor and the other one is writing the show notes or those types of things, or do you kind of just go? Oh, no. We have a, we, we, we have a division of labor. Okay. Uh, I'm the tech person, pretty much the tech stuff, taking care of the website. uh, It's setting those things up, like what cameras and stuff we're going to use. Like I said, tech part, she does show notes because she's a writer, a sales coach. And she, uh, she takes care of writing the newsletter and things of that nature. Love it. Um, Love it. And 32 episodes in. So that's mm-hmm. what, just shy of a year, I guess. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. And We're you do guests, you have guests and I'm going to say solo shows, but you know, they're solo shows. And the fact that that's two of you talking together, like you do, you do topic related um, episodes. Yes. We'll, we'll come up with uh, we'll do a live stream every once in a while, just us uh, talking, but mostly we, we have guests. We interview. Got it. 
Okay, cool. So now let's talk about how we balance all of those things together. So you did mention that you batch record. So you've, you've chosen a day that you do mm -hmm. that work. Um, what are some of the, the time management and productivity strategies that you and your co-host utilize? And then, and just for yourself too, because I'm assuming your co-host is not doing the same insurance business that you are. No, she's a sales coach. And we don't even live in the same town anymore. We did oh, wow. originally when the podcast started. Okay. Um, she now lives in Florida. I'm here in Texas. Uh, there's time blocking. Not only do we block days, but then you, you block within the days. Mm -hmm. And also what I've done is I, I have the habit of sketching out the next day that night. Okay. Sketching it out. Uh, you, of course, you have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And when I say sketch, it's written in pencil. I really don't, I don't write my schedule in, in pen. The sketch does, the sketch is just that it's in pencil. Because this thing that you put at, that you want to get done, you, um, it helps to have a set time of day that you actually work, particularly when you work from home. That you, that you, that this is the time I plan to walk into that room, I call my office and start my day. So this particular thing, yeah, I gave it, I, I sketched out an hour, but it's turned into two, maybe three. Mm -hmm. so that happens on the tech side. You start working on this technical issue and it's not one, two, three. I've got to look at YouTube videos and tests and things of that nature. So that's, so those are the two primary things. I don't, I found that that hard, fast scheduling in a sense that I had in the workday world doesn't work too much doesn't work too well here <laughs> okay. um but i do you do have again blocks because i do meet with clients and so forth so i have a i like using calendly i love Cal and you can yeah and you can set up with calendly your availability mm -hmm. so that helps too because i don't just again blocking days times that i'll that I've set aside that I'll visit clients and so forth that we'll talk and I have that availability or this day I'm focusing just on this issue. Okay. So the, the time blocking helps. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had, um, if you had blocked out certain days for, for certain things. Um, Cause I find that so useful for me from an accountability standpoint, like, you know, Monday is social media day or Tuesday is the day that I write my email to my list because my show comes out on Wednesdays. And I try to do that because for me that, that means I'm not lost and thinking like, okay, what do I need to get done today? I just right. know that that's the day that I focus on that, on that right. one or one or two things. Um, now, do you, within your, within your work day, um, and your side hustle day, do you create routines for yourself, like in the morning or in the evening? I know you said that you do plot out your day, you sketch out your day. Are there other, um, other strategies that you utilize from a routine standpoint? Yes. Um, some type of physical activity in the morning. Okay. Right now it's yoga, uh, to, to get a block in. I'm doing about 40 minutes to get the blood going. Cause I find that if I allow myself not to do it, because you will try to talk yourself out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen the day go go less efficiently. So mm -hmm. it's something about that physical activity first thing in the morning. Again, I have a, I'm blessed to have a home office that I walk into and it's an office. I don't hang out in here at any other time. Yeah. And also I have an end time 
what works over with. Mm-hmm. And that time doesn't fluctuate unless this is like a an emergency has come up. Something mm-hmm. we've got to work late to get something up and out. And so that's what I would always suggest. Have a start time. And the start time is a start time and, and try to respect it. Don't, oh, I'm going to push it in earlier today. Don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep your start time and keep it in time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm out of there at that end time. I'm not doing, I'm not going back in the office. Yeah. I think that separation of space, especially if you work from home is so huge. Oh, and sure. I know for me lately, I've had to try to transition of getting stuff out of the bedroom. When I was working from home during COVID and doing my podcast, I had two separate work at home spaces. So the space I'm in right now was where the day job would work. And then I had a little, little podcasting studio in, in my bedroom. But um, as soon as I went back five days a week, I thought, okay, I need to get my bedroom back to just be in a mm-hmm. bedroom. So bedroom, I yeah. this, this living room desk is now the, the business desk and the podcasting desk. And I feel like that has sort of put some space between my home life and my work life for my side hustle, because it's so easy to just, it's so easy to just stay in work mode and not transition out. So if I'm, if I'm at this desk, I have to mentally clock out and say, okay, I'm done working on my side hustle for the day. And that's huge. And so the next big thing for me was to not take the laptop into the bedroom anymore because I was oh, yeah. really guilty of that. <clears throat> but uh, but we don't do that anymore either. So that was a big that was a big win. You brought up the the separation of work because then also being married played into it also because I don't do the podcast with my spouse. So great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was turn gonna- that off right now. Sure. I was going to ask you about that. So does your hubby also work from home or is self-employed or does he go to a, does he go to a day no, job? No, he's a traditional uh, nine to fiver. Okay. Okay. So then when you're, when he's at work, you're at home and you're both working, but then right. when, when he's home, like, how do you navigate your, your uh, spouse time together? That's why I have a, a definite end time. Yeah. That's why I have a definite off from work. Um, it, it works best for us because again, you, you figure every marriage is again, unique, you know, it's a tailored suit right. and it just, please don't talk to me when I'm in here. It just doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it, it just doesn't work. I mean, I think he puts forth a good faith effort, but it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So that that's one that why use the mental, the mental time and strength and, you know, waste it on that. And so, okay. So this day ends at this point is pretty much when he gets home. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. When I was, um, when we were going back to work, but not full-time, like two and three days a week, when I was working at home full-time, it was very easy for him to see the delineation um, because it was, it was new, something we were both working with. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when I started going back to work two and three days a week, he would get confused. So I'd be like, okay. So you're home today. Can you come outside and help me with the car? I'm like, no, I can't do that. I'm working. I'm still working. So, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you had the day off. Like, no, no. So that, that took a while, um, to, to get him used to the hybrid schedule, but, um, but we're back, you know, five days a week now. So that definitely 
that right, helps. Right. Uh, he is self-employed because we run a we run a swim team, and that's his whole thing. So okay. um, his, you know, he's all over the place. He's working from six to eight in the morning, and then he might go back and work from six to eight at night, depending on which coaches are available. So, right, his schedule is so crazy that again, like you, it's you know best for me to be home at a specific time um, so that so we have hangout time if he has to go back to work. Exactly, because important. With the when you when you're self-employed like that, you can allow particularly when you're working with clients, mm -hmm. you can uh, your whole you can lose a day. You can lose, uh, you know how you you're trying to speak to people. Like one of the things that I ended was meeting clients pretty much in the evening. Mm -hmm. I'll rather I'd rather give you some of my Saturday, because in, in my line of work, it's best, particularly when we're discussing insurance, when, when we're discussing financial products, to meet with both spouses. Ah, yeah. Um, regardless, oh, well, I'll tell them. No, you, you won't tell them right, trust me. Right. <laughs> you won't tell them right, and you won't be able to answer the questions. So I'd rather give up a portion of a Saturday uh, so again, when we talk about blocking, I have, um, work Saturdays, I, I plot them out. Yeah. You know, you put in a couple of months, this is a work Saturday, hun, got to suck it up. And yeah. so those, in those terms, he can work with that. Okay. Look, work Saturday. Yeah. You know, I'll see you at about two, 2 PM and then we can go hang out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Daphne, this has been fantastic. Let's tell everybody how they can find your show, work with you, all of the things. Okay, let's see. I got two things. I'm trying to bring the chat up. Is that it? No. That's not it. Okay. Our show. Our show is Grown Women Growing Wealth. We have a website, grownwomengrowingwealth.com. You can go there and you can subscribe. You can get the latest episodes. Uh, you can see who we are and you can join our mailing list uh, to keep up with us. We've also, we have a Facebook page, uh, Wealth Podcast. You know, just go facebook.com forward slash wealth podcast. Again, uh, you can see the latest episodes and what's going with us. And as far as my practice goes, uh, the smart money chick, uh, dot com. The you, best place to catch me is on Instagram. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram, the smart money chick. Awesome. But it'd be great. I've got something for your listeners. Oh, uh, and it's a, it's a consultation. So the link I'll tell you, of course, is the smart money chick.com forward slash life insurance forward slash uh, book. Okay. And then also I've got, um, I've got a great ebook out uh, called the the Big Picture Book of Life Insurance. Uh, Lovely, it's easy read. It's about eleven pages. Um, okay, and you guys can uh, go and download it. It's it, it gives out some information. So when you hear certain things, you understand now. Yeah, when you hear stuff on the commercials, you understand. I'm definitely picking that up for myself for sure. And so that's that's how I wrote it. Yeah. Get, get it out there. Get some general, general information out there. Absolutely. Because often I hear, well, why does this particular policy cost so much? But I'm so, but they're telling me on TV, I can get $500,000 for 17 
less than a dollar a day. <laughs> yeah, which is is accurate. Not a problem. Right. You know, I often I I know that um, purchasing things online is the way things go now. That it is what it is. Yeah. But talk to an insurance professional. Mm-hmm. Talk to an insurance professional. Uh, if it, you're you're making the move, talk to an insurance professional. Uh, so they can at least just just answer a few questions for you and give you an understanding of the product. Because when you need it to work, it has to work. Mm -hmm. And that there's nothing worse than, okay, hearing the term, what you just, what you said earlier in the podcast, my dad had a small policy. Mm -hmm. Well, he probably had that policy for decades. I bet. Yeah. 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 Bought it when he first got married, like a good, you know, good provider is supposed to do, but he never looked at it again and it wasn't structured to grow with him. Right. That's what a, that's what an insurance professional does for you. Okay. You know, hopefully we will meet every year for years, but just in case we don't, I need to put a policy in place that'll be useful 15 years from now after two extra kids and so forth. Makes sense. Okay, that is sound advice from the Smart Money Chick. We have been chatting today with Daphne Jones, and thank you again so much for coming on Got Side Hustle. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.